Welcome, everyone, to Celebrating Life, another amazing teleclass tonight. We have a very special guest. My name is Padre Paul. I hope you recognize the voice. And our special guest tonight is Monk George Lopez. George, welcome. Thank you, Padre. I'm really happy to be here. Well, we're happy to host you tonight and, and also hear your heart. You wrote a beautiful article about turning over a new leaf. Well, tonight, George and I talked about this topic on turning over a new leaf. And I think it resonates with every single person on this call and those who haven't got on the call tonight because we all are faced with change in our lives. And it's how we see it, how we embrace it, and then how we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us that really calls us into a deeper relationship. Ron Roth always, in his approach to life itself, he celebrated life wherever he was. As long as he had a Starbucks and also food waiting for him, he was a very happy man. But most of all, what he coveted was his relationship with the divine. And the more we learn about our relationship with the divine, the better we can handle challenges, situations, even change. I mean, positive change, because that still sometimes can be very stressful. So tonight our topic is on turning over a new leaf. And George, on this topic, how has that, maybe the title, the, the theme for tonight, challenged you, invited you into a, deep, a deeper relationship with Christ? So I went through several different phases with this topic. And the first one that popped up to me was the very little image of a leaf. And my father and my grandfather were gardeners. And ah. so I grew up, I was actually the worker, <laughs> the unpaid worker. Ah. Oh, and I, I grew, know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up all around plants my whole life, and I have a deep love for plants. And what I was, was, I kept getting shown and was reminded of is how much care plants take. So, mm. you know, something like pruning, my mom loved roses and we had a lot of roses. And when you prune roses, you take all the leaves off and you actually cut them down to the stems. So you really yeah. strip them away and it's in preparation for new growth coming. And yeah. there are things like shoots that grow up out of, they're called suckers that grow up out of trees by the trunk and they will take oh, the life yeah. and they have to be pruned away. And mm. there are things like fertilizer that all contribute to the growth of a plant. But what I, when I looked it up, it says actually turning over a new leaf is you stop an old bad habit. And it's oh, yeah. from the 16th century. And it says one might assume that the word leaf in this idiom refers to the leaf of a tree. However, this is not the case. In this instance, the leaf in question refers to the page of a book as a leaf can refer to other flat, thin objects that form a set. And so imagine you're writing in a diary. You can't change the past or what it was already written, but you can yeah. change what you will do in the future. And that's what really struck me about this theme, and it's been so present in my life, for, especially these last couple of weeks, about turning a new page, wow. turning wow. it over to God, surrendering. It's really interesting because I've been thinking about how for most of my life, I thought I was figuring out what to do or not to do in my life, what I was going to be, what I was not going to be, career, mm. whether I was successful in music or in cooking or whatever the things, relationship, not relationship. And in the last little while, I have come to realize that I have no idea 
what I'm supposed to do or be, but that God does. Wow. And that my job is to listen as closely as I can to what God is saying to me and wow. to, to find out that next little step because I have no idea what he's making with me. Mm-hmm. And I thought for so long that that was it, that I have to know, that I have to try, and I got to work this, and it was my plan. What I've had to do is surrender, to turn it over to God, because I really don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going or how it's supposed to look. Well, George, is that is very, very profound. kind of takes all the gas out of the tank, in a sense. And we're trusting to be filled with the Spirit. The term you use about I'm trusting God is like you're waiting for the next whisper from heaven. Yes. Yes. And God created us, and he created us good, and he created us in his image as his likeness. So yes. the Father has given us all. He wants us to be blessed abundantly because that's yes. why he created us, to be a blessing. And yes. if that is true, and I know it's true in my own life, that we just need to get out of the way, and he will show you, she will show you, however you see God, will open a door for us to walk into the next step. And yes. what, what I've been battling with most of my life is, I want this door open. This is, I think this is yes. what God wants for me, I think. Yes. Not, I know, I think, only yes. because it might be a talent or ability of mine. And yes. I've, I've since learned that no, God has a special way. And case in point, George, just to give people a background for my, where that door really opened for me, when Ron Roth passed away 10 years ago, my world stood still because that was my life, that was my identity. And, and then I was handed over the ministry, now you lead. And it's like, whoa, that's a big chunk to hold on to. And an expectation of the, the thousands of people that followed Ron Roth. And I picked up as best I could and said, well, I'll just grieve around for two weeks and then I'll move into ministry time. Well, it was like a three-year process for me of grieving. And every time I stepped into what I thought what I would do, what Ron and I did before, we would do healing services. We would just offer that, give the readings, and do the prayers. But it was not successful because I, I made a decree. Well, I only want it here and I only want it in this church. Because I figured, I'm good at that. I know that. I know that crowd. And God would not allow it. And my friends moved away. My family members didn't talk to me in a sense. Everybody, it seemed like everybody abandoned me or this ministry. And I remember praying or crying out to God. I shouldn't say praying. (laughs) Crying out to God. God, only you could do this because the devil couldn't do this because he wouldn't know all my friends and, and co-workers. But yeah. everything was taken stripped away. And, yeah. of course, as you know the story, and many of you know the story, Dana Durier in California asked me to come out and teach at a school. And I kept saying, no, 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 not California. It's got to be Illinois. And after the fourth time, he finally says, I'm going to pay your ticket. You just come and sit in the class. Well, I couldn't refuse that. And from then on, ministry took off. But it was, I thought this location was Illinois, and I'd only do it in Illinois and at a certain group. So my mindset, which is very stubborn, my pride says, do it my way. And it took me three years to learn that lesson. And now, 10 years later, seven years later, we're so successful because of God. And so I know you have stories yourself on that. Yeah, well, I, I would like to read something because what I hear is attachment. 
<laughs> that's oh, yeah. what yeah. that's yeah. what's been showing up in my life and things that I'm attached to, what you were attached to, an outcome you were attached to. And yeah. and I'd like to read something from Love Without Condition, Reflections of the Christ oh, Mind. The root the root of unhappiness is attachment. Now I'm not asking you to give up all your attachments. That, my friend, is not a realistic goal. I simply ask you to become aware of your attachments, your perceptions, your interpretations for or against. I simply ask you to notice how you have made your happiness conditional. If you want to understand the unconditional, look at the tree moving in the wind. That is the best metaphor you will find. The tree has deep roots and wide branches. It is fixed below, flexible above. It is a symbol of strength and surrender. Your choice is a simple one. You can dance or not. Deciding not to dance will not remove you from the dance floor. The dance will continue on around you. The dance will go on and you are part of it. There is a simple dignity in this. I encourage you to enjoy the simple grace of being alive. If you are seeking a greater meaning in life, you will be disappointed beyond the dance. There is no meaning. And I just thought it was so profound because that's what we're here for, is just to dance. And what keeps us from all of this is our attachment to an outcome or to an idea, to a belief, to a, my life should be this, I should be this, I should do this. And that's what slows us down. It's just yeah. stuck in the mud. But to me, it reminds me of the example of the Israelites. They kept going around the mountain because they would not listen to what God wanted. They were grumbling, complaining. Yes. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. I, I want food, and I, it's all about I, I, I. And, yeah. and they didn't get to go into the promised land, even after yeah. 40 years. Only their offsprings did. So yeah. God really had a beautiful example there of what yours and my and our attachment is. And yeah. you hit the nail on the head here in my own life. So you just take that one step further and it really does. It's about us instead of actually yeah. about God. The greatest commandment is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. You shall love yes. the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy strength, with all thy will, and love thy neighbor as thyself. It has yes. nothing to do with me, but our no. focus is always God. But somehow yes. we become the lead because we, I think we're so smart. Yeah, the mind. Some people told us that. Yes, I agree. And our story, that that is the other big thing that came up with this theme for me is how I've been in the continual process of letting go of my story. I Mm. hear myself just (laughs) exactly what you're talking about. And it's, it's a really interesting because before I wasn't even aware, but now I'm just witnessing. It's almost like, as I'm saying these words, my, I'm thinking, this really isn't even true. But I am so attached to it that this is who I am. And this is what is happening to me that I'm not connected to God. Yeah. And that's a sobering thought. Yes. Maybe I'll use the term. That's a terrifying thought because yes. of... Being separate from God, it's like, no, don't do that to me, but we actually do it ourselves. We create And that really is, in my life, I saw that played out just because I thought I had a better idea than God and not trusting the process. Because really the process is emptying, but God forbid we die. 
Yes, or God forbid we do nothing. And that's what Renee was reading that Jesus calling for today. And it's just about sitting in quiet in my presence. Yeah. Do nothing. And I looked up the scripture that it was from, from Isaiah, and it says, he's saying, just sit and do nothing, but you don't want to do that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I mean, it's funny how, that, how we, we're so sure. Yes. But yes. we won't just sit and be with God. And you're right, and that, that had, separation is the greatest pain of all. It is. I had an experience on Monday morning. Usually I'm a morning person. I get up and I'm ready to go. And I have my coffee, get my scripture out, play my music, and I just set myself up to be entertained by God. And on Monday, it's like, oh, my body didn't feel so well. It's like, that's strange because I really always feel really healthy. And so it was like, a, mm, like a, I had a brain fog, let's use that term. And so I did my ritual, all these things, and I didn't connect. And it's like, that is strange. It was like my brain's trying to figure it all out. So finally I get the message, shut up, turn everything off, and be in the quiet. And wow. I did that, and all of a sudden my friend showed up. And it's like, oh, my God, I miss you. In the simplicity of the quietness. And yeah. it's like, I didn't have to do anything because God is already present. I just had to let go in order to find out he was there. And what a profound, another teaching for me, because we yeah. all have kind of go through the, the rituals that we have to get started. And God is in a ritual. God is presence. So yeah. a valuable lesson for me to learn. Yeah. That's, you know, the, that scripture says, for thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said, in repentance and rest you will be saved. In mm. quietness and trust is your strength, but you are wow. not willing. Wow. <laughs> and you're right. I've had the, the, my week has been like that too, just chaos and pushing. And, and then it's like all of a sudden in the middle of it, I'm like, where's God? Where, where yeah. are you? And then I just stop and tap in. And then it's, oh, it's right there. But I'm Thank so you. lost in the, you said, the pain and the, I've been waking up at all hours and it's just been, grrr. Yes. We have to and, get beyond ourselves, which is empty yes. and which is dying. And that's yeah. a daily thing, not just once. There's a, in the scriptures, in Revelations, I think Revelations 3.20, it talks about, here I am, I stand at the door and I knock, which is representing God, the divine Jesus. Yes. And, and it says, anyone who hears my voice will open the door. Well, like my Monday morning experience, I'm doing all the bells and whistles, but I'm not <laughs> answering the door because I don't yeah. hear that still small voice that says, I'm here, yeah. I'm willing. Yeah. And it says, can I come in and eat with you? That's, that's the divine's invitation. In the Old Testament and in the New Testament, you know, Christ is represented or spoken of as the good shepherd. And it says, yeah. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd and my sheep will follow me because they hear my voice. And there's yeah. that key again. It's the whispers of heaven. You know? yeah. And it's like we're all on a different wavelength or radio wave because of our own agenda. Instead of dying, say, God, how do you want me to start my prayer today? Yeah. You know, instead of me taking, I'm going to do this and you'll show up, right? No. Right. If we hear that small knock on the door, which is our heart that says, I'm here, open yeah. the door for me. And it's like, wow, it changes everything in my world. Well, and how can I hear if I'm talking? 
<laughs> right? I mean, it, it sounds silly or simple, but if I'm just blah, 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 going on and on and on, how can I hear the whispers of heaven? Yeah. Right? It's true. It's Very in the quiet. So. It's in, the, in that what you're, you're showing, that receptivity. Open wow. the door. Open the heart. Yeah. Open the heart. We can all tell our stories of how we miss the mark, but then there's on the other side of that is when we're in divine union, when we know Christ's presence and just reflecting back on our community retreats where we had so many beautiful aha moments with God. And one that I remember with you, George, we were, I was supposed to give a talk, but then I, my notes got taken away and I, and you and Ryan, I think were playing music and leading in worship. And I remember walking over to you and it says, I says, continue playing. And you says, well, we have a half an hour, then we'll stop. And I go, no, you're supposed to continue on. And <laughs> I remember that moment first, it's like, what's Padre talking about? And then, <laughs> then I seen you shift and then you yeah. went, okay. And you just yeah. released in the moment. And yeah. as we reflect on that and have reflected on that, the presence of God just showed up because we turned our gaze towards him, yeah. to the divine. And yes. sometimes we're so busy with our stuff that we really miss loving God and however that, how long that is. I remember then yeah. that turned into a healing service and then it was like, oh my God, the tears that flow because all the hearts were open because so we listened powerful. to the master. Yeah. Yes. And the resistance, you know, that's, you see it and you go, oh, that's the resistance. And then you just let go. That has been the yeah. theme of my life for the last, I would say, the last six months of just continually surrendering, 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 surrendering. Because yeah. it's like, oh, oh that's not, uh, 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 uh. and it's like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds l- don't more know like you than me, George. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing, of course, people. <laughs> I want to mention another in the gospel gospel of Thomas. Jesus says, if you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you or heal you or prosper you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. Wow. And that's a profound statement because, and what is within us? The temple, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Prayer, silence. So if we don't go to that place, what we spend our time trying to get there will destroy us. Yeah. It would be wise for me, us, to let go of our attachments to our control, to our pride. Yes. Maybe you have a spouse that's not being good to you, a child that's not listening to you, a coworker or a boss that you're fighting words with, a neighbor, whatever that is, whatever we have within us, that it's all our stuff. Christ always says we need to die before we can live again. And sometimes it takes that literal death in order for us to rise again. But we are offered prayer. We're offered forgiveness. We're offered tools to let go of. Just surrender. I know it's a, yes. such an easy word, but it's a hard place to let go of. When we accept the gift in front of us, which is die, let go, not be in control, then heaven comes here. Heaven opens up, and then it actually saves you and heals you and restores you. 
Yeah. That's a mystery that most of us have to discover. And maybe a lot of times, multiple times in our lifetime. And maybe, maybe you were away from God for a long time. And all of a sudden now you feel this stirring. It's like, you know, I should maybe go back and pick up a book that I used to read or a prayer book or the Bible or go back to church or a group because something's missing inside of us. And it's really the calling of the master knocking on your heart, the door of your heart. And if we allow grace, to, we can let go and just follow that voice, that hunch, that idea. Heaven awaits us. And yes. like all of us, I want to go there. And I'm yes. sure you're feeling it here on this phone call right now, that presence is knocking at our door, your door, your life. What are you going to give him? What are you offering the divine tonight? Maybe it's the control of your life. This control of the situation that you can't handle anymore. Maybe it's a pending divorce. Or maybe you're being sued. Maybe you don't have any money to pay your bills. Maybe you're sick and you feel like you're dying. It's in these moments that the divine, that small, still voice that will break down every barrier, every wall, every fear. And you'll get to hear these words of, I'm here for you. I got this. Rest in me. It's these moments of grace. The Father's releasing his angels, ministering angels, right now for everyone listening to this call. You're going to be baptized in a love beyond measure. Pain is going to go away because the master's here. It's what you've been looking for. It's what you've been surrendering to. It's in this moment of grace that God is present. If you bring forth what's within you, and that's the Christ consciousness, the love of the creator, Love heals all. It's in that surrender of that heart of gold. We all want to be loved. We all want to be healed. We all want to be recognized. It's in that, that experience of God's love for us. That's our treasure. Will you say yes to this moment? Yes to God of this surrender. I say yes. George says yes. I hear everyone saying yes. It's in this silent place where love manifests, where heaven comes down here on earth to be with. And with our Blessed Mother comes along and just says, Give me your heart, give me your pain, give me your stress. Give me your fear, and I will take it to my son. And he will melt it away. So we surrender tonight. And we say yes. Amen. Amen. Well, I guess if I shut up enough, the presence can come, right, George? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> it really is about changing the atmosphere. And yes. like you said in the beginning, we need to change the way we do our life 
yeah. our attachments. We need to let go and allow yeah. a new form to take on. Leading what tonight is turning a new leaf and then making all things new. Just see the stream of the Holy Spirit, how he manifests this theme. And now we take another step. We take another step. We take another step. And it's in yeah. that, really that process that if we listen and obey, then we can step into this brand new. Yeah. You know, George, didn't you go through a process? It's called a process, I think. How was that experience for you? And it wasn't a part of letting go of stuff? <laughs> in a way like I've never let go in my life. Wow. In, in a way that I've never experienced a depth and an excavation like, like I've never experienced. And I've done a lot of work on a therapy and lots of different things, but nothing has been like this. And I think, I think a lot of it was being ready at this mm-hmm. time to really go in and see. And I saw one of the biggest blind spots for me. That's been our theme, too, for, for a while now. Oh, yeah. And I saw yes. a spot that I had never, ever seen in my life. And it, it wrecks you in a way because it breaks you, but it also opens you to be filled. Everything that you've been saying for this little while is that, you know, we need to be cracked wide open and emptied before we can be filled, and that's what that's what this wor- this work was for me. And it's it's ongoing. It it continues every single day. Every time I'm faced with challenges, being down home, seeing my mom, all of this because it's all about family, and one mm. of the parts of it is early childhood. Sure. But of letting go of these things that we believe to be true, thing ideas that became cemented and we thought this is what this is, this is what love is, this is all of these things. And it's about going in and excavating and seeing what what the truth is really and letting go in a really big way. In your process or the many that have joined you in that process with FSD, part of that class, is you're making a choice to step in and look at these things. Now, being unconscious, as some of us can or are every other day, life seems to have to present something to really force us to look at ourselves. And yes. whether that's a divorce, a death, an accident, an illness, whatever it might be, be betrayed. There's yes. so many ways of getting our attention, and it's usually bad, and we see it as bad, but it's actually the process of alignment that the only way God can get our attention is to put something in front of us that will stop us dead. And hopefully we'll turn towards God in worship and praise and honor and not complain, complain, complain. Eventually we'll get there honoring what God is showing us. And it is about the breaking of our patterns, our habits, our disease. So God is magnificent, but trying to break it down into what matters today we want what we want what we want but it's actually give up surrender surrender and you'll get everything our mind doesn't allow that to transpire until we actually let go in a physical or spiritual way yeah and then that's what really happens in the process is is it's it you start letting go and through writing through action through these different various forms and that's really what facilitates the the change yeah, it's letting go. I am the potter, you are the clay. Yes. And we talk about surrender. making things new, right? Yes, absolutely. 
That's it. No, we right? have to be putty. We have to be muddy. We have, <laughs> we have to, to be surrender. Pliable. We have yeah. to surrender. Over this, what I was talking about earlier, is just I thought I knew and I thought I knew. I don't know what God is making of me, mm. but I know that he knows. And I know if I'll just allow, maybe he's making a vase, maybe he's making a platter, maybe he's making a cup. I don't know. And if I think I know and keep trying to interfere and direct and give, that's yes. when I mess up. That's mm-hmm. when I mess up. Isn't it amazing, you know, the thought just came to me when you were naming things of what he's trying to create in you. How about a new temple? A new temple. You know, something that can host the presence. That's yes. clean, that's pure, yes. that reflects light. Yes. But, oh, my God, going back to my story about being broken and I wanted ministry this way because that's the way Ron had it. And God says, I want something new. And it's like, but I did all this work. And it's like, I definitely had to let go, but I didn't know I needed to let go. You know, I was so ignorant because of the pain. And yeah. I was so used to the pain. And then I finally got sick of the pain. Now, do anything, Lord. And, you know, so we finally come to our wit's end and surrender. And those who are listening to that, you don't have to go that far in a sense of we're wise enough to know that just surrender. And you say, well, I don't know how. Then just say, God, show me. I'm willing just to surrender, but I don't know how. It's in that simple decree that now the angels, the Father will send angels to direct your path and set you up divinely. And so the first part is the cleansing, the renewing, and then the restoring. But we want to go to the restoring without the middle part. We're in a great place, and we're coming into the fall season, and how beautiful everyone, I think, feels that within us that something's changing, something, what, what's being asked of me. Or you really feel you want to do something new, but you don't know what it is. This call can be a direct outlet for heaven as you signed up for this. So you actually signed on the dotted line that says, God, I want change in my life. I want you more than anything in my life. Because it says, seek first the kingdom of God, and then everything else is added. We want the goods to come, but we don't want to add God. But God is the source. He is my abundance. He is my love. He's my all in all. And if we can turn our gaze towards that every day, every night as we go to bed, because in the Jewish tradition, sundown is the beginning of the new day so i make a practice of emptying at night and emptying in the morning so i can be filled it's a good place to start start with me start in a prayer group come to a retreat or start somewhere because i think we also need that reflection of other people the scripture says don't forsake the gathering and we kind of like to do god on our own but it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We've done that. And then we go to this dead place and go, how did I get here? I don't know if I'm speaking to anybody's hearts, but it's like, it's the whole. It's part of the gathering. And we can gather with the angels, the saints, who are a cloud of witnesses around us. We can have them invited into our, our prayer time along with. But there's many ways. In Isaiah, George, you talked about, do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will not we be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. And I love that scripture quote because it talks about we feel something's changing and we want something new. But the idea is the desert represents barrenness, death, dryness. But it, God says, I will make a roadway 
in the desert. And then it says, and rivers in the desert. And not just one river, but rivers. So there's many ways that he can lead us out of our desert experience into the promise. And rivers is about living waters, that spirit, the Holy Spirit. And so he can position you with a life change, a partner, a spouse, because some of you says, well, I don't know if I'll ever get married or get married again or have kids or have abundance. We have all our butts out there. But it says here, it says rivers in the desert. So there's many streams that he can position us. Just pick one and stick to the path. And it will take you to that destiny, that purpose in God. I know I'm rambling again. Sorry, George. No, he has it all laid out. And that's, that's where we have to trust. That's where our mind comes in and the ego. And it's like, well, I'm in the desert. And it's like, hey, so? to ten yeah well and that he's promised that he will pour he will pour it out yes absolutely he does does. and that's where our fear is i think we like to hold on to our fear because it's something we know instead of the unknown where we have to step outside of our bodies outside of our mind and allow the heart to actually lead that's where we hear the whispers so and don't worry about making a mistake we all did and they're already forgiven. Yes. Go for it and step beyond yeah. our reasoning, but listen yeah. to the voice within. Yeah. It takes stepping out of our box. Yeah. Even what we were saying earlier about being with other people and being witness. I've noticed how, yeah. how I am less, so less ashamed of God. I was in an Uber this morning and had a wonderful talk with this man driving me, and at the end, at the same time, and I thought, should I say it? And then I said, God bless you. And at the same time, he said, God bless you. Oh. And I thought, how beautiful that yeah. that our closing salutation can be, God bless you, God bless you, right? Mm. Part of the heart. You recognize the heart on the conversation. Yes. Yes. And it's nice to be attuned like that. Now, we're not always that way. But right. when it happens, there's the sprinkles of heaven. And the story of Adam and Eve, most people know that story in the Garden of Eden. And God created them to experience heaven. And so it says they were with God. They got to eat with God. They got to play with God. And it says in the scripture where Adam and Eve, they got to name all the plants, the animals, and then it's like, talk about a privilege. So they were ace in the hole. They were in the top notch for God. They were walking with God. And then they have fallen by, but one agreement was, Don't eat the fruit of good and evil, the tree of life. And they were encouraged to, and they did. God was calling out, Adam, where are you? And And isn't it interesting that they were asked to leave the garden? Yeah. Then they had to put on clothes because they were bare before God, and they were brilliant light. And all of a sudden, they recognized the falsehood, (laughs) the shadow in them. And they were abandoned into earth itself, so to speak, and they couldn't go back to the Garden of Eden. But it didn't say God left the Garden, the heaven. Right. So if the Garden of Eden is here on earth, God still never left. We right. left his yeah. presence, her presence. Yes. So God is as close as our breath. So if we allow that silence of the heart to speak tonight before you go to bed, miraculous things can happen for you. You can be joined again of all the abundance of heaven because that's the resource. That's our resources. It's in God. 
not in ourselves. Now, he's give us that ability to be smart and abundant, all those things. But if we know that our source is God, not as my personality or my looks or my wisdom, whatever it might be, because we're building the kingdom, not our own kingdom. If we got off track, we can get on track really easy by just saying, I'm sorry, forgive me, and now entering to God's grace. Yes. I don't mean to be preachy tonight, but it's kind of heading that way. Sorry about that, people. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. On 3 John 1, it talked about, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And now going back to the beginning of that one statement about uh, bring forth what's within you. If you do, we'll be prosperous. But if we still hold on to our grudges, our anger, our fear, our I want this, our stuff, then it will destroy us. So we really were focused in on allowing grace tonight to take over the part that we don't understand. And George and I will lead us in prayer tonight for you, for us, for the world, because not only we need it, the world needs our love, our compassion, our relationship with so, George, are you ready to pray tonight as we close? I am, I am, Padre. Awesome. Heavenly Father, Blessed Mother, Jesus, we love you so much. Holy Spirit, you fill our hearts, you fill our lives. Come now, wash over us. Lord, you're the potter and we're the clay. Mm. Mold us and make us what you will. We don't know what the plan is, but you know the plan. Open our hearts. Soften our hearts. Soften our minds. Allow heaven to come down now on earth into us. Shine your light through us. Let us be your beacons. Let us be your ambassadors. Work through us. Heal us. Help us to forgive ourselves. Help us to forgive each other. Help us to know that you are the one and only true God and that you have the master plan. You know what we need before we even ask. You are the Alpha. You are the Omega. You are the one who gives us breath. We thank you for this life. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your compassion, for your tender mercy that you showed to us day after day because we fall, we fail, and we get back up because we know that we are running a race and the race is not one who runs the quickest, but the one who endures. Those that wait on the Lord will be renewed, will mount with wings on ingles. We thank you for your love. And we thank you for your amazing grace that showers over us. Help us to love you more, deeper, more connected, to know you, to know your presence, to know you are the one that washes us clean as snow and forgives us. We thank you for the gift of the cross and resurrection. Thank you for the life of Jesus who walked this, this earth just like we walk, And you showed us how to be, how to do, how to treat each other. 
Thank you, God. Thank you for your love. We worship you. We adore you. Oh, George, that's a beautiful prayer of entering in to grace tonight as each of us just holds our hand on our heart. I'm really getting a lot of, I call it, words of knowledge. You know, I believe the tenderness that I feel people's hearts, that yearning to want to know God in a deeper way. And what you just mentioned, George, about your teenage when you had beautiful experiences of Christ. Call it a born-again experience, a divine union. We all, I think, have that and maybe lost it. And I just feel like God is calling, wooing us back to that intimate place again. And I believe many of you are going to get the gift of tears, which is just the pouring out of your soul. It, it just yearns for that relationship again. And the more tenderness that divine comes to you, the more you'll just cry out out of just pure joy because you've missed it. It's like desiring water in, in the desert and you will thirst for it. Well, some of you are thirsting for God in this, this capacity tonight and God will fulfill that. Some they say the scripture says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit, which means let our attachments go. Maybe we have some thoughts of what religion is like or God is like or church is like. We need to let that go because that's just an attachment. That's a block. And let's start all over and let the divine increase his favor, her favor in our lives. For the Holy Spirit in now is just stirring. God is setting us up for himself. It says God moves us, which means he's already going after us. We think we go to God and he's actually looking for us. So once we let go of our attachments, our fears, and our pride that says, well, it has to be this way, God sets us up, and, and he or she will manifest her presence in our lives. So we just allow the Holy Spirit now to do her work. Father, release your angels, your ministering angels, for whatever they desire. First, they desire you. Fill them with your presence. And then fill them with healing, reconciliation, prosperity, new relationships intimate relationships with our brothers, our sisters. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for your Shekinah glory that manifests. And the cloud of witnesses, Padre Ron Roth, he is always present. And his decree was, if you need something, ask for it. Ask to God, but ask for Padre Ron. He will be your great intercessor, like St. Therese, Padre Pio. So we allow grace now to manifests itself in your heart, in your workplace, in your family, in your prayer closet, in your quiet time. For your love for God is real. And we just allow those ministering angels now to infiltrate every dark area of your life, every hidden sin, reveal it now to God and allow grace to heal and restore you. For we are complete in God. Nothing separates us from the love of God, just our stuff that we carried, our baggage. So we're going to empty our bags tonight. We're going to empty ourselves and go to the throne of grace. Not some of me and some of thee, O Lord, but all of thee and none of me. That beautiful surrender. I surrender all. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for your grace tonight, for the healing of the back problem, the sciatic nerve. God is healing that now. A shoulder pain like a rotary cuff. 
just to release now, release, release, and restore. People have heart palpitations, our high blood pressure. Come, Holy Spirit. As we let go of our stuff, we break the generation curse of the patterns of the past. And we allow grace now to infiltrate the invitation to come, that we become a resting place of God and of others. We don't fight back. What we fight is our own stuff. Let it go and allow grace to fill us. Come, kingdom of God, be done, will of God. Thank you, God, for your living presence. And I seal in the good work of the Holy Spirit in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.